Hello, hello. Welcome back to the Flux Campaign. Last we left our adventurers, they had entered the world blighted by undead. There were screams in the yard as they exited the tavern to see the town square under attack by a ghastly creature. Once it was dispatched with divine favor, we found that it had friends. Our party is now in the middle of defeating an undead ogre. We will begin back at the top of the round that we left off last session. My name is Steve, and I'm DM for tonight, and I usually play Theus, the Inquisitive Rogue. I'm Sarah, I play Isabel, Axel, Kyle, and Flick, all wrapped into one little package. I'm Jackie, I play Silva, the Gnome Ranger, with her beast companion, White Tiger, Snowflake. I'm Tony, and I play uh, Puck, a changeling sorcerer. Warlock. This is Charlie checking in. I play Bardus, a Goliath barbarian currently grappling an ogre with an arrow in his butt. Kinky. Um, Eric, I play Lokar, the turtle paladin, currently all divined up and ready to take down some undead. Hi, I'm Dominic. I play Anorin, the uh, elf cleric who is currently <laughs> setting things on fire. I don't know fire why. <laughs> fire you need cleric. a fancier intro. I, I feel like Dom's character is just his wizard from the Pathfinder campaign <laughs> turned into except, a except far less horny. Mm. Oh, okay. <laughs> hey, I just thought there would be a lot of light-based spells. I didn't know there'd be this much fire involved. Well, I mean, fire makes light. <laughs> I'm just waiting for some silk to come along, and then we'll really know. Okay, okay, that's well, fair. We'll see if he ends up on a drunken dwarf surgeon's table this time. He actually oh. has chain mail, and it's just silk inlaid. It's scale mail, and maybe. <laughs> In all fairness, Eddie. I think this is the only cleric you haven't tried to commit suicide with, isn't it, Dom? Yeah. Well, uh, the, the, well, the, well, the suicide was a sorcerer. Doppelganger, too, in Eberron. Yeah. Well, oh, that was a book comes out in a month. That was a bard. Yes. That was a bard. I am looking forward to that book, indeed. More Eberron stuff. Yay! I want However, to play an artificer. If this character dies, I'm making an artificer. Okay. Anyways, we're going to start at the round that we left off on with Bardus's turn at the bottom of the initiative. Bardus, you are currently grappled with the large ogre in the town center. You have an arrow in your butt. You are raging. I am raging. You had to point that out that it was the so bottom odd. of the order. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, Charlie. <laughs> Bringing up the rear in more ways than one. <laughs> Thanks, Silva. All right. Well, I have a grappled ogre, so I'm going to do my next favorite thing, is I am going to give him a nice little shove. All right. So that's going to be another athletics check. That's a lot less of a lot of, a little bit less of one. That's only a 17 for a shove. Oh, he has a 23. Are you serious? I'm serious. He's got a lot of strength, it seems like. All right, then. The shove failed. You, you attempt to shove, and you find that mm, he's a bit sturdier than you first expected. His feet are pretty planted on the ground. However, you still have him grappled. Yes, sir. All right. All right. 
Uh, then, if no bonus action, it goes to the top of the order. Silva, you're up! Uh, In the butt! <laughs> what? I want to shoot again. Alright. Well, Charlie does have two ass cheeks. <laughs> that we know of. He might have more. It's in the bone! <laughs> um, oh, first, I'm going to tell the rest of the group that the skelly is twitching about. Yes, good yeah. call. Um, drop bone, drop bone. What do you shout out to your party? Hey, guys! The skelly is twitching about. <laughs> Was that, what the was, hell was, that, you was that common? Was that common? I I don't think that was common. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> that was exciting. Do we just have Bill Cosby on the team? No, oh my god. god. Too soon. Too soon. <laughs> Must be Jellicas, but it don't shake like that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> How far is the staff from the skeleton bone? Oh, the staff is still cling clung into one of its bony claws as it's putting itself back together. And how Ooh, close is the, the, staff. the skeleton to the? Oh. Skeleton is skeleton is a skeleton is about fifteen feet away from the ogre and about thirty feet away from you. What's going on, Jackie? <laughs> uh, your movement is 25 feet. My tiger's is 40. Oh, okay. Okay. Can I send my snowflake in to go try to pick up the staff? Uh, yes. You, 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 uh, can, you can try to have it play fetch. Go get it. Go get it. <laughs> go get it, boy. Go get it. <laughs> go get it. Um, he spends 20 feet of his movement pouncing back his, and forth playfully. His speed is 40, although it's yeah. probably going to be a get there, pick it up. Can he do it yeah. this much? Yeah, you can get there, pick it up. Okay. Afterwards is that dreaded game of keep away where you want yeah. the stick and they just won't give it to you. <laughs> cat. Cats are different. They just drop it and ignore you. Um, And I believe I can make a move. I need to see if, that, if that's my action. Well, it's your action to command your pet, right? Um, yes, but I think making a move does not take my action, but probably at least the ordering him to go and pick up the stick and move over there. Uh, probably, probably takes your action. Let That's me, because um... you're now a beast master. Mm -hmm. Let's take a look at your features and traits. Oh, that's my nickname in high school. Beastmaster. Verbally yeah. command the beast where to move with no action required by me, but I can use my action to verbally command it to attack, dash, disengage, or help. Yeah, so you need to use. But you're giving it a. It's moving and you're giving it a command. That's fine. I, yeah. like, I feel like that's a couple no, that's of things. No, that's fine. I will take that I mean, as my, my action thought. to get him to pick it up. Uh, yeah. Yeah, uh, I'm, you know what? I'm gonna go based on what I remember from Critical Role, where they made it a bonus action to command your pet. I'll let you do that. Oh, okay. So then I can... 
So I won't make you give up your action, but I will make you use your bonus action to you give your can, pets command. You can still shoot Charlie in the butt. Or Which is what we all want to see. Could I use my... I'm trying not to. Do it. I mean, if that's what the crowd wants. Do it. Uh, <laughs> if you Robin, Robin Hood the arrow that's already there. I just like to everybody know our priorities in this battle have completely shifted. <laughs> From one session to another, dear God, what has happened? Um, Silva, what are you doing? <laughs> Could I use my action to command Snowflake to come back? Uh, no, no. It only has a certain amount of movement and time to do an action. Sure. Okay, that's fine. Then I'm going to shoot the ogre. Or, Try to. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, what are you doing? What are you doing first? First, I'm going to have Snowflake go get the staff. All right. I want you to have Snowflake roll a uh, strength check. Okay. Sixteen. Uh, them bones not be strong. Uh, alright. You, Snowflake, picks up the staff just fine. Yeah? It has a staff in its mouth, along with a skeletal arm connected to a skeletal oh, arm. skeleton. Too, yeah? Alright, and go ahead and take your shot at the ogre. Okay. A 19! That'll hit! Alright. Not it. Marks? Not up Barsa's butt today. Uh -oh. There's still an open butt cheek available, though. <laughs> oh, what Side the hell is going on? <laughs> if I do a lay on hands, I'll make sure I hit the other butt. Look, we just really, really, really want to know how rock hard your butt is. <laughs> <laughs> well, Lokar's about to lay hands on it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, that's nine damage. Maybe they'll just run. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, that is good. Nine damage. Yes, yes. We go to the next in the order. Isabel and Puck. Do I do a first this time? Sure, go ahead. I want to hit him again. Yeah, go ahead. Roll attack. <laughs> 17. That hits. Roll damage. <coughs> 11. Ooh, nice, nice. Uh, actually, that will be... How do you want to do this? Ooh. Wow. <gasps> I kill him? You kill him! It would kill him. You did the exact amount. You did the last exact amount of damage yeah. to hit him to zero. I don't know. I didn't realize I was gonna kill him. Well, I mean, think of something special. Normally, my kills get stolen. <laughs> Sorry, God. I'm DMing right now, so I can't steal them from you. I'm still talking about that Babelith from like four years ago, Dom. I have no. I have absolutely no regrets. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I killed the baby. Uh, I mean, go ahead. Say how you want to do this. Pull the axe out of his shoulder and go for the head. You always Hardcore. go for the head. All Bar right. Bartus ducks. He's 7-7. Seven, seven. <laughs> <laughs> you go for the head, and you see that this 
ogre has just started to... Its strength is waning. It is losing its energy with the deep gashes and arrows sticking out of it all over its body. And you see its knee buckle. And you take that moment to hop up on the knee and jump up as you swing down with your axe into the side of its neck, looking to take its head off. <laughs> Unfortunately, it's re it resists dying because it has undead fortitude, so it made oh, it D, so it stays up with one hit point. <laughs> it stole its own death from you. <laughs> I quit. <laughs> My turn. My turn. My turn. I get turned now. <laughs> I'm that sorry, this finish. will now be a race to kill steel. <laughs> I'm dying over here. Ah, I was waiting for that. Uh, yes, it is now Puck's turn. Alright, so uh, I'm gonna pick up my sword, like pick up my, my left hand, lay the sword on my hand, kind of like I'm setting up a shot in pool. <laughs> and then just Lunge it forward with a Aldrich's Blast. Bardis All also right. ducks. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, go ahead. 19. To hit, go ahead. 5. Force damage as a, a bolt of shadow hits it. 5, you said? Yes. That Five damage. Uh, it hits, its eyes rolls back, and then it looks back forward. It is still up. Dang. So the way Undead Fortitude works is that anytime it's dealt a killing blow, it gets to make a constitution saving throw with a DC of five, plus the damage taken, unless the damage is radiant or from a critical hit. So on a success, it comes back to one hit point instead of death. All right, bitches, let me show you how to do this. Yes, and it is Lokar's turn. <laughs> uh, all right. Roll for... I'm just going to roll for a straight attack. Yeah. That is a 21 to hit. That'll hit. And that is 8 slashing damage and 3 radiant. Is that from your divine favor? Yes. How long does that last? Concentration? Yeah, it's, it lasts like a minute. Uh, Duration to one minute. Your yep, so that was... Extra 1d4 radiant. So it doesn't make all of my attack radiant, but at least that 1d4 is. So that was and, 3 radiant. And what was your roll to hit again? I'm sorry? The roll to hit was a 21. Oh yeah, he's dead. So after Axel digs her axe into its neck and its eyes just don't roll back and then it gets hit in the side of the head by an eldritch blast again just does not seem to want to go down and then Lokar steps up and just rams his sword right into its chest and drags it up through the neck as blood and ichor just spill out and finally it goes to peace and I just turn to Isabel and I go you did good kid but He's undead, you gotta give him a little extra something something. Oh, <coughs> serves a way for Yeah, and um, <laughs> as, as the husband, per, uh, public service announcement, sorry, um, little man got up because it's storming and he's scared of the thunder. So, unfortunately, you trash talk someone who just basically, like, rolled her eyes back and 
is not paying any attention yeah, to you anymore. Yeah, so Isabel just lets out a big, heavy sigh of having her kill stealed again, and just stomps, uh, stomps away from you. Um, next on the initiative order is the skeleton, who is back together enough now to take a swing at Snowflake, who is holding his uh, staff. Actually, I would have, um, I guess kind of knowing that, I probably would have turned to, like, after I killed that, I would have probably wanted to look over at the skeleton just in case. Yeah, that's fine. You can look and at then, the skeleton. And then, um, probably walk over there, because I still have my movement. Yeah, you can walk over there, but you can't okay. do anything No, I'm not going to do anything else. I just want to be around it. That's fine. It takes a swing at Snowflake. Uh, that is, let's see, skeleton stats. That is... Eels, a 20 to hit. Dirty 20. Dirty 20, dirty yeah, 20. 20. to hit your, your snowflake. To hit snowflake. Yeah, it hit. That is, that is 8 damage to snowflake. You're muted again. Okay. Um, yeah, Jackie's muted right now. So, how much damage to snowflake? 8. 8 damage to snowflake. Okay. Okay. Uh, and then it will use a bonus action to use its staff. And you see one of the Gensai corpses start to shiver and tremble as it stands up as a zombie. Great. Wait, how did it use the staff if Snowflake was holding it? It's still in its hand. Okay. Snowflake, Snowflake is like picking it up by one end, but its hand is still clasped around the other. Basically, it's like Snowflake grabbed the hand and it's just bopping in the head with the staff. Like, let go of me. Basically, it's like, hey, what are you doing? Let go. Hey, let go. <laughs> um, so that is the skeleton. It goes to Anorin. Alright, look, so, okay, so, I, so, it's just, it's undead, I, I do not like them, I just, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, at Skeleton, I'm gonna do a Radiant Blast, it's basically two, <gasps> it's two hits, and it's Radiant. So, okay, I'm gonna roll my roll now. Roll your roll. Um, will a nine hit in this condition? No, unfortunately, it's mostly back together at this point. I swear to God, there will be one point where I fire off a radiant blast, and it will hit a mofo. Well, keep trying. It's AC is thirteen. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, goes to our cuddle master Bardis. So the ogre is done. So he is Did you cuddle him like till the end? Did I? Oh yeah, absolutely. Oh, okay. I did you him. go? Did you go? Shh, sleep, sweet. <laughs> <laughs> mm, no, no, more like ha ha. <laughs> um, yeah. Let's see. Well, I'm gonna go ahead. Bardis will go ahead and drop the corpse. Um, the the dead corpse. I suppose, of the undead. Right. There is a big thud as it lands. <laughs> <laughs> um, how far is the skeleton away from Bardis? Uh, about 20 feet. Oh, score. Um, 
Let's see now. What's his favorite way of doing things? Um, suplex? He's going to... <laughs> yeah, yes. he's going to run up and he's just going to straight up shove the skeleton down. Alright, go ahead and make your athletics check. With advantage if you're raging. Oh yeah, one of those was a 19, so that's a 26 athletics shove. Oh, well, he rolls a nice little 16, so he goes back down on the ground. Ha! Uh, that's his whole action. Alright, after Varnus... <laughs> he just really just ran up and just shoved him and go, ha ha! <laughs> just, no, he ran up and just, just shoulder-rammed him down and... I guess that would be it. Uh, no Nelson oh. left. Alright. Um, next up is Silva. Um, I'm going to... I can move my hunter's mark. Oh, oh the skeleton's down? But there's a corpse? He's on the ground, but now there's a zombie that's up. Okay, I'm going to put my... Was this one of, the, one of the victims of the previous trash-smelling one? Yes. How many dead bodies were there before? Uh, you see three dead bodies in the town square. Mm. One of which is standing. Only one of them. I'm going to move my hunter's mark to the zombie. Command Snowflake to come back. Well, okay. yeah. Yeah, that's a free action to move it. Okay, because it died. Um, Alright. Uh, have, have Snowflake make an athletics check. Okay. Because she is dragging an entire skeleton with her. What athletics add? I don't have, like, all the stats that they do for me. Uh, if you don't have the stats, yeah. strength check. Should strength? be Snowflake strength. Snowflake okay. strength. Um, 13. Uh, yeah, that's enough. She just starts dragging the skeleton along with her. She goes half speed, so she gets 20 feet towards you. The arm was connected? Yeah, he was mostly put back together. Oh. <laughs> uh, okay. And then, and then Bardis just came and shoved him onto the floor, so now the snowflake's just kind of dragging him along. Uh, okay. Uh, I don't really want to buy me, but okay. Um, then... Would I have to use my action if I want to separate the staff from oh, the arm? Oh, oh, so here's the thing. You said you moved your hunter's mark? Yeah, but that's a... Because that's also, that's also a bonus action. Oh, that is a bonus action. So you can either right. bonus action hunter's mark, bonus action control snowflake, or you can use an action to control snowflake and a bonus action to move your hunter's mark. Can I still separate the staff? I'd rather do that. No. Okay, that's right. Um, that's fine. But what, uh, what was the ladder? Bonus action to move Hunter's Mark. Action to move Snowflake. Yeah. Okay, I'll do that. All right. Snowflake back. moves. Snowflake moves half speed, twenty feet towards you. Um, as the skeleton leaves the zone, it's currently in surrounded. Anyone in range can take a reflet, uh, reaction to uh, attack of opportunity. Oh, I'll definitely do that. 
Um, I can so that it. yeah. <laughs> so as as I am seventy feet away, I will not. <laughs> Lone cleric, boohoo. That's with uh, the, the skeleton, right? Not the zombie. That is the skeleton. Okay. Uh, that is a twenty to hit. That will hit. And I still got my radiant. Writing a couple more turns. So that is seven slashing and four radiant. All right, and it is radiant. Sure. Oh no, it's not. It's all right. So eleven damage total. Uh, Bardis. Uh, Fourteen to just kick it in the face as a like nice little uh, boot stop as it's dragged on by. All right. Uh, go ahead and roll. Mm, no, nothing to roll. Just take straight up four damage, four bludgeoning. Oh. Okay, uh, well, that is enough to kill it. <laughs> uh, you just see Lokar just stick his sword into it towards the ground as it drags along its spine, and then you just stomp on the top of the head as it just turns to bone dust under your heel. And Snowflake is just dragging uh, the staff with a hand and an arm connected to it. <laughs> Uh, there is one zombie. Next on the initiative order would be Isabel or Puck. Uh, we will go ahead and say for the remainder of this as Isabel's player Sarah is out due to family circumstances that uh, Bardis, if you want to control her, you may, or we'll just have her set out this round. Oh, no. No, I'm not falling for that trap. <laughs> She's out. <laughs> All right, so so Isabel, so mad that she didn't get to kill the big ogre, is just kind of stomped away and is not paying attention to the remainder of the fight as she sulks. So it goes to Puck. All right, so that staff is still in the cat's mouth. Yes. Um, How far away is the zombie? Zombie is on the other side of the town square from the tavern, so if you're by the tavern, it's 60 feet away. Alright, um... I'll give Melee a shot. I'll just start going towards it. Alright. I only am going to go 30 feet, and then um, I'll swing a sword at it while downing my shield. I'll down my shield and swing a sword. Okay, but it's still 30 feet away. Yeah, well, no, swing the sword. Uh, I'm going to blast it, but I'm also getting my shield up. You're doing a full heart Zelda slash? Yes. Alright. Uh, go ahead and roll to hit, I guess. That was a poop shot. <laughs> uh, 10. Uh, it is a basic zombie. 10 will hit. Okay. And then I will be uh, eight damage of the force. All right, zombie falls back to the ground dead. Okay. Yay, Puck! Still going towards it. Okay. I don't have any of the fancy lights, though. Sorry, I let go of the button. Uh. I don't have any fancy light stuff, though, so I'm going to see oh. if I could do the curb stomp that Bardis did. 
Okay, uh, you can do that on your next turn when you get up to it. <clears throat> Low car, it is your turn. Roll me a perception check. Alright. Oh, ooh, you're stuck. Putting over the dice tray. Oh, uh, gosh. Uh, no, I'm not sure anymore. What's uh, going on a, over there? A four. A four. You see nothing. Everything looks fine. Yeah, like it. All right. Uh, then it goes to this. Oof. Oof. Uh... After Lilcar goes to Anorin, Anorin, roll me a perception check. Okay, okay. Wait, I don't even get to do my turn? As far as you know, everything's fine. Well, I know, but I probably would have, am I next to Bart? If I'm next to Bardus, I probably would have at least healed him. Okay, you can heal him. Go ahead and lay hands. Okay, yeah, I'm going to lay hands for 10 points on Bardus. Touch that. Touch that. Touch that. Touch that fine Goliath ass. Hey, he doesn't know anything about our ass jokes. <laughs> But can you lay on hands and pull the arrow out at the same time? No, that I can't do. Well, that's not talent. Well, I want the arrow. Oh, you'll get your arrow back. <laughs> yeah, you get you get ten points of health back. Okay, so I rolled a twelve. That feels great. All right, you notice the also, edge of the. Also, why are you touching me? Sorry. <laughs> no, it's all right. Uh, you notice that the gem on the end of the staff is glowing again, and that you see the bone particles that are under Bars' foot start to try and reform into a skull. Uh, I'm gonna see if I'm gonna make my way over there and um, I guess can I like maybe take a swing at the rod? Yeah, sure, if you want. Is a, should I just roll attack roll or, you, or can I just do it? It's a cutscene or? It's, uh, in the it's in the cat's mouth by the way. It is in the cat's mouth. Uh, you know what? If you decide to do this, I'm gonna roll a percentage to see how on uh, how your aim is. So oh, it's I thought, up to you. Well, if it's in the cat's mouth, I was like, uh, uh, Silva, can you get uh, can you get your uh, can you get your friend to drop the rod? <gasps> There's still magic coming out of it. I, I... yeah. I mean, my. I don't know how much I could talk about all this. My priority was to separate the arm from it, from the rod. Alright. Uh, yeah. Was there anything else you wanted to do, Anorin? Uh, I'm just, I was going to see if I could maybe like pick up the rod to examine it, see what if I could maybe stop. Like. Oh, uh, well, I mean, the rod is still... In, it's in Snowflake's mouth. Snowflake is 20 feet away from Silva and 20 feet away from the group that was by the skeleton. Now, now, is the rod or is the arm that's in, in its mouth? The arm is attached to the end yeah. of the rod, and the rod is in Snowflake's mouth. Yeah. So, uh, no, I'm gonna, since I don't know the cat, and I'd rather not put my hand in, like, a giant tiger's mouth, I'm gonna let Silva try to get that thing out of its mouth before I do anything else. <laughs> Alright, Artis, your go. Uh, he survey uh, survey the area, looking around as as this chaos kind of unfolds, but really having no uh, a real natural ability to connect the staff to anything. So he more is happy 
that he's feeling better, although actually role-playing reasons. Why are you touching me? <laughs> <laughs> I, I just kind of turn and go. You, you Don't stop. Like you it feels good. Help. Thanks. Oh. That, that feels great. Uh, I feel I feel a lot better after that. But good. Okay. That. That's awkward. I, I, I was just holding your shoulder. It wasn't like I was actually touching your butt. I guess, well, wait, you know, speaking of which, <laughs> can I roll a medicine check then on my turn to remove the arrow from my butt? You may. <laughs> oh, God. Don't hurt the arrow. That's a six. Priorities. All right. You managed to pull it out, but you pull a little chunk of flesh out with it. So you're going to take two damage. Ow. Ow. Because he's still raging, so he takes his thumb, the arrow with his thumb, and just snaps the arrow ahead from the shaft of the arrow. Alright, you do that. And I'm imagining he's also doing the I've got my eyes on you motion towards Silva as he does it. <laughs> I like that idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, motion, he glares towards Silva. Arrow in hand. <laughs> holding the shaft thumb on the arrowhead. Snap. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Goes up to Silva. Silva, your turn. Alright. I want Snowflake to come by me. Snowflake comes to you. Um... And then I want to try to remove the arm from the stack. Alright, you uh, roll a strength check. Or, yeah. Nope, if I leave strength. the staff in Snowflake's mouth. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. You still need to roll a strength check. Uh, my own strength? Your own strength. Oh. <laughs> You're trying to remove the what, hand what from the staff. Snowflake is doing the pulling? Nope. Uh, uh, Twelve. That's an 11. You managed to pry the bony fingers off the end of the staff. I throw it as far, far away as I can. You throw the hand away. As soon as you remove the hand from the staff, the, recon the reconstructing skeleton suddenly just falls to pieces again and lays dormant. Um, is that my action? Probably. That is end of combat. End of Da, 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 da. I still go towards that one zombie I took down and double tap. Alright, you double sword. You double tap it as you swing the sword down and cleave its head open to make sure it does not come back. Oh. I'll check on the others too. The others are just regular corpses. I glare at Bardis while I take Snowflake over to Anorin, because I noticed that he was interested in the staff, and I take it out of Snowflake's mouth and hand it over to Anorin. Seemingly, oh. he's going to take it. <laughs> Thank you, Silva. Like, I don't want it. <laughs> Alright, Anorin, you are handed a, a rod. It is about, oh, let's say about three and a half feet long with one dark gem on one end that when it was in the hand of the skeleton had a deep glow in it, but now that it has been severed from its touch, it, the crystal looks dormant and dark. Uh, the wood looks like it is made from the branch of a dead tree. As opposed to the branch of a live tree? 
Well, you know, it looks it looks sickly. It looks unhealthy. It looks like the branches from the trees you saw earlier, but it's not turning to ash at the touch. Is it like is it like petrified or something? But yeah, it's like petrified wood. Ah, sweet. Uh, religion check or because I don't think I have Arcana. Yeah, go ahead and roll me a religion check. I probably would help with that too. Sure. You uh, can, dirty. You can, so dirty you can't hold on, hold on. So you can either do a separate check or you can get help give Volian uh, a Norin advantage. I would have done a separate check. I rolled an eighteen. Alright, so you can both tell that this is a rod of undead control that has been modified. Modified in what way? Modified, uh, you know what? <laughs> I can tell you that with your scores, I can tell you that it is a rod of control undead. It can be used by intelligent undead to control less intelligent undead. Um, it command them with it to attack or do whatever they want. Um, from what you saw, you can assume it's been modified that it makes the wielder somewhat able to regenerate from wounds. Okay, a truly a fearsome weapon. This thing regenerates... Any, anything more than that, you would probably need to get a specialist to identify it. Yeah, like a necromancer. The devils. Or somebody with an identified spell. That too. Alright, but yeah, you have petrified rod of undead control. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna hold on to it up until, because I don't really want to, like, like, I don't want it to fall in the wrong hands. <sighs> but I'm wondering, but now that I've had a chance to examine it, I'd really rather not, like, destroy it with all these fresh corpses around. Yeah, so I'm guessing you just kind of belt it or pack it or whatever. Yeah, I'm going to hold... Do you gonna... wish to carry this burden or do you wish to me to carry this burden? I will carry this burden for us all. If, if, if all else fails, I'll burn it. To ash. It may become a useful tool if we can use it against the undead. I shiver at the thought of using such evil, but... But using I've... an evil item against evil to better our position seems like a logical step. I agree. Two wrongs make a right? It's not wrong if we're just if we're trying to protect the innocent people. By the way, I lay out the, the bodies in a, a nicer fashion than whatever they were killed in. <laughs> we will say as, we, you, we will as spare... you do so, you see that the mayor slash tavern owner is exiting the bar and looking at the carnage that has taken place. My word, I, I did not expect to see so much destruction, but you truly did it. You you stopped the raiding party. Did he get the vapors? He did. <laughs> just a slight accent change between sessions. Don't worry no, about it's it. Fine. I just... <laughs> yes, uh, we, we, uh, we were... With haste, we managed to get out here and and dispatch these undead. And you, like, I put my sword and shield away, and you see like the glow kind of dissipate. Oh, undead are intense, indeed. Though we were not we were not fast enough to save these poor folk. Is there any burial custom you wish uh, you wish to, uh, for us to aid you with? Oh, don't you don't you mind that? Uh, around here, with the blight and all, we burn our dead. A wise choice. Again, we 
we apologize for not being faster in, save in, in saving these poor folk. You hear a voice come from the side of the tavern as another figure walks out. Don't worry, you helped them by putting these monsters down. And you see walking out is a cloaked figure with red, dusky skin wearing leathers and a cloak. And as he pulls back his cloak, you see that he is a similar-looking Gensai to the mayor, except instead of blue, he is red, and his hair is orange, and it sticks straight up and seems to wave almost like it was an open flame. And who might you be, sir? I'm Apollo. I was once a guard at the castle where it is now ruled by the undead master. Is this the guy that we would know the mayor was telling us that was coming by, like the guard captain? I guess not, if he was a former guard. Uh, no, you would probably put that together, you know, probably the guard captain no longer wants to work at a castle full of undead. Oh, that's oh, that's right, he had been in the castle, that was good. Yeah. Um, his name was Apollo? Yes. Uh, former castle guard. Okay. His co-workers are uh, ghastly. Uh, yes, sir, you must be the mayor, I believe, uh, mentioned you, uh, that you used to work in the castle before, uh, this lunatic came in and took over. Yes. kind of walk was... over and extend my hand. Uh, he looks at it warily, not sure about what you're doing, but he slowly reaches out, takes it, and as you shake it, he just seems to follow along with your custom of handshaking. Uh, yes, it's been about... 20 years now since this blight became came upon us. You've suffered you've suffered under the blight for 20 years. It's been reaching out slowly, grasping the world, and strangling now, the life out of it. And now the and now the cancer spreads all the faster. Yes, this is but one of a few holdouts where our people can still live on this world without being harassed by the undead on a daily basis. Here they just send out small raiding parties, and we've been able to turn them back with minimal losses. And the castle. The castle is a source. Yes, 20 years ago, a human just appeared outside of the kingdom, and he was taken in by our king back then. A man named King Jafe. The king took him with curiosity, and he was allowed to be nursed back to health. However, once back in health, he betrayed our king, took over and has slowly been turning our world into a wasteland. Then we will do everything within our power to help you and aid this land in its recovery. First, we must cut, first we must cut out the cancer and burn it. Will you lead us to How the castle? How far away is this castle? From here, about two weeks ride. Hmm. Unfortunately, we will not be able to stick around for very much longer, I fear. But, uh, we may have ways of getting closer to the castle. Is there another city near the castle, or is pretty much all the land there wiped out? As you say that, you start to feel- everyone starts to feel a slight pull, as if their insides or soul is being- almost like it's being pulled out of this reality, as you start to feel what Narek had warned you about, that you wouldn't be able to stay in this world that long, that it would reject you and force you out. I quickly um, loot that one, like, weird-looking body. Oh, I hold my breath, like, I have I just, just enough time to do it. Some of us feverishly writing in our journal. As you're doing that, uh, Apollo reaches out and hands Lokar in his hand 
a wooden flute with a with an emblem of fire, uh, with a fire motif around the edge where the 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 air blows out when you blow in. Learn the song of storms. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't have much time. Uh, what will this help with, if I might ask? Just play this. It is attuned to my uh, inner spirit, and it will tell me when you are back on this world, and I can join. Fifteen investigation to loot that body. <laughs> you think there's actually a timer? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? You find five gold coins. However, they are not the same kind of gold from your world. Oh. <laughs> Let's say Good I enough. Drinks with gold from my world. <laughs> what did? What did uh, you? What I, did you loot? He looted the dead body he just killed. Which one? The zombie? Uh, what? One of the zombie. What the zombie? Yeah. I was aiming for that that creepy stinky one. Oh, the creepy stinky one. Oh no, he ain't got shit. Thick. Can I can I pull a tooth out of the ogre's mouth before we're pulled away? I need a trophy. I need a trophy. Like we all we all have a uh, feeling of being pulled away. We're like, no, we're not done looting yet. Uh, you can definitely pull a tooth out. And uh, how much do you care about picking up its large-sized morning star? I will oh, grab shit. it. That is my morning star now. I All right. A tooth. Oh, crap! I didn't think about getting a tooth. I love it. Well, you're already busy talking. I about know. <laughs> I got a flute. <laughs> you got a flute. A flute of summon Apollo, I guess. <laughs> uh, and then Puck, you got nothing because you went after the ghast. Wait, uh, did he and... teach me the bolero of fire? Uh, he didn't specify that you needed to play a specific song. Apparently, well, I just was, I was just making a Zelda reference. I know, and I am choosing to go over it. <laughs> um, and yeah, I mean, you guys get that done, and then one moment you're in that world, and then the next, as you blink, you're back in the magic circle under the castle. Damn it, I feel like I could have had five gold, but I went for the wrong body. <laughs> I, I, I feel like we did good for that world. I, I, I appreciate the time we had there. I As brandished you... a long, a large size morning star. I did well. <laughs> I take so, the flute and I put it in like my bag that I have stashed. So just so you're aware, the large size morning star is a two d eight. Oh god, you gave him a. Is he just gonna hammer. swing it, hugging it? <laughs> He's like, I I'm mean, just gonna hug the morning star. And... I'm gonna have to look into the Goliath stuff later. He might be able to wield it as a normal weapon, or he might have to wield it. At disadvantage, based on depending on the Goliath stats, I'll have to take a look. Uh, but yeah, he has a large size morning star that deals 2d8 damage plus strength, so. Uh, so you all arrive back in the middle of the magic circle where Narek had sent you to that world. You see, standing where he was, Narek is laying across the edge of the circle, breathing heavily. His small, snow-white ferret body looks paler than it was, paler than white for some reason, as it seems that there was a great strain on him to keep you... Her. Her. It. Thing. Ferret. I would walk over and... <laughs> I know that must have taken a lot out of you, and I. we appreciate the time you gave us there. We managed to, to fend off some undead from a village that was being attacked there. <sighs> it was... Good to see you do good. There is dark presence on that world that 
is familiar, yet it escapes me. I do not know. I feel like we will have to go back to that world sometime, but for now, I must rest before I can send you anywhere else. That is fine. We have made a connection there that will be very uh, helpful when we get back there. You rest for now. For now, I am... Go, and he just yells like he's excited, like, Go to the tavern! And starts walking up the stairs. As you do so, Narek just kind of starts to fade and then sink into the ground as he goes to rest. She. She. <laughs> Baron. <laughs> I guess it could be non-binary. That's fine. I mean, yeah. I'm Makes like, sense. We're in the 21st century. <laughs> then we have to refer to it as they. That's fine. Or she, he, it, ferret. Uh, all right, so you guys are back in Lux. Lokar says he is going to the tavern. On his way there, what is everyone else doing? I'll go too. Silva also goes. Getting some practice swings in. <laughs> uh, you stand get... back from that. <laughs> Damn, you read my mind. Uh, you get some practice swings in, and you've managed to seem to keep it under control as you take your time and swing it carefully. And you, you're like, yeah, I could see this doing some damage. <laughs> it feels so hey, good uh, in my hands. Silva. <laughs> yes, Buck. Silva. I was asking if, uh, did you, did you get that arrow back or no? No. Okay. My Lara Bardis. Broke it. Bardis looks happy. <laughs> he's, he's, he's swinging a large size morning star around. He owes me an arrow. Alright. Uh, Anorin, what are you up to? Um, I think I'm trying to think of what, what he would want to do with the rod. Uh, roll me a intelligence check. No. No. <laughs> Why don't you see Only if, uh, it's a four. See if Tim can help you with that. Yeah, well, we have Felicia's a lore master. Uh, Tim's an enchanter. Yeah. Get them both in on it. I would go with. I would go. I think I would go to the lore master. Yeah, probably a good idea to ask her about this undead king or not. Well, human king of undead person. She might be able to pull some up. Yeah. We don't even know the name of the world that we're on. That we were on. You could well you could also tell her about the fact that it's just all Gensai there. That's true. But I guess I'm I'm, I'm guessing, you know, uh, I'll go and ask her about the nature of the magic in the rod so we can find maybe a way to counteract it or things that would help us out. I mean, that's up to you guys what you want to do. Um, if you want if you want to split the party, a couple guys go to Lore Master, some go to the tavern to get drunk. That's up to you guys. It's roleplay from here on. Yeah, I'm definitely going to the tavern to get drunk. Alright, Lokar goes to the tavern. Uh, Silva follows him, if I remember correctly. Mm, if they're talking about going to Lower Master, I'm changing my mind. Okay, you, you're you about to head out with Lokar, and then you suddenly yeah. hear the word Lore Master, and you're like, Master? Mm -hmm. 
knowledge. I mm. do kind of turn at some point and just kind of look and go, is anybody else going to the tavern? Nope, you're the, well, maybe. You're, you're the drunk one right now. Well, in, a, in a few, we must celebrate our victory over these undead, but this weapon is phenomenal. <laughs> have fun! I, I, I have a high alcohol tolerance. I'll be there getting started. Alright, Lokar continues to the tavern. Bardis continues to take his happy practice swings with the large morning star as the rest of the group makes their way towards the college where the lore master has taken uh, residence. So, uh, Anorin. Oh, oh, and Isabel goes with Lokar to get drunk. There you go. <laughs> How do you, uh, shoot light? You know? It is uh, the it is the domain granted me by by my goddess, the Sol Invicta. I channel the power of the sun to create such uh, powerful and radiant beams of energy. Um. So do you like practice that or ask for it? What? Uh, I pray for it, and the uh, go and the goddess Invicta. She grants me inspiration and knowledge of these spells. I'm just trying to figure out how I could use that. It looked like it was more effective against those kinds of guys instead of whatever I was doing. The goddess, the goddess is willing to take any into her into her care. You must just, you must just adhere to her rules, and uh, under much training and tutelage, usually years, you'll be able to uh, harness her powers. I kind of just need that stuff immediately instead of like years. <laughs> And you must be obedient to her ways, for as she gives you the power, she can take them away. Any who stray from her path will be, will be stripped of their magic. So, my friend, are you willing to go on this path with me? Are you willing to be my apprentice in the great religion of Sol Invicta and praise the sun and all of its, uh, in all of its joy? That's not like a question there, but how about... <laughs> I, was to, I was trying to think of a word. I was... Uh, Outside of I was I was trying to be less radiance radiance Christ why didn't I not why didn't I not radiance all this yeah, radiance how about how about you just stand in front of me we I can do that I can do that at this time uh, Lokar and Isabel I'm gonna say Isabel still an Axel uh, due to her anger about having her kill stolen still you two get to the tavern and you begin to get your ales poured. As there is no economy here, you just get ales. It's fine. Uh, you did not see the orc half. You did not see the half orc blacksmith on your way, so that did not happen. Yeah, I was. Pro I'm still probably beat from everything that happened with the event, so I'm not. All I'm not right. paying attention. Everyone else makes their way to the college, and as you run up to it, you hear a shout and a scream from inside. MY BOX! I'll uh, go in quickly. I rush in as well. And as you rush in, that is where we will pick up in our next session of the Flux campaign. That was a cliffhanger there. Thank you. Wow.
Wow. Oh man, Morning Stars only do piercing now. They don't do bludgeoning and piercing. Uh, well, this one is considered a bludgeoning, I believe. Based on what I'm reading, it bludgeoning. Do we have the stats for that in D and D Beyond? Uh, no. no, I'm learning very quickly. You can't actually modify the uh, the dice for uh, a weapon. Uh, once the weapon, whatever the weapon set as, like that's it. You can do a couple so, of rides, but like you can't say like, oh, just kidding. It's not one d8. It's two d8. Well, here's yeah, but you thing. can keep notes in the customize. And well, Craig's still recording, by the way. Yeah, that's yeah, fine. that's fine. We're it's a, we have a few, we there's a few extra minutes left at the end for just general okay. chat. Keep so to move on to the next episode or listen cool. to our banter. Yeah, listen to yeah, our banter. So, Woohoo! So we're gonna bitch about D and D Beyond for the next couple minutes. So <laughs> okay, if, okay, yeah. If they, they currently are not, <laughs> not sponsors. Yeah, not a sponsor. <laughs> Won't be after this. Yeah, I don't think so. As it gets quiet. Yeah, it did. <laughs> <laughs> So I so here's what I can do though I can go into Bardus's character sheet and just add large morning star. I'd rather an evening star that goes with my outfit. So you can go into people's character sheets and add them. Yeah, wait, yeah. hold on. Let's back up for a second. You can do what to Bardus? He already got an arrow in the butt. He doesn't need to get violated <laughs> by the DM. Did you just insert a morning star in his back door of D and D Beyond? <laughs> I just did. He now has a morning star. I didn't know that characters had their character sheets had a back door. Yeah. You got a pack uh, in some countries for that. Yeah, it's in there. It is. Oh, wait, no. Well, I did Charlie, Char Charlie added his own. I added a different one. Mine was not as cool. I'll let him keep his. Ooh. Uh, I'm still learning. And it's in there, and you have the 1D. You have it at one d eight. Just remember, it's two. Right. That's what I was saying. You can't over. You can't override the the actual dice in here. You, I just have to put a note that says it's two d eight. Oh yeah. That's annoying. That yeah, that, that was I'm like suggested like a year or something ago in a forum post, and it's still and not implemented. Well, they're still working on stuff, so maybe eventually. That's fine. Whatever. There's then nice giant stars, you know, it says 2d8. Like, I'll just remember that. And then there seems to be no yeah, just... oversized rules either, so that's kind of interesting. Yeah, you know? Yeah, so you could have a little halfling wield that morning star just yeah. fine. Uh, well, no, I think that would be DM discretion at that point. Shh. <laughs> Pshaw. Pshaw. Alright, well, we can cut off the audio and pick up the yeah. next episode, I guess. You know what? I would consider since you have powerful build, it can, you're considered one large, one size larger when determining carrying capacity and weight. You can drag, push, and lift. I would say that probably allows you to wield size. Double-handed, though. <laughs> oh. Aww. I wanted him to do wield two-handed weapons like a barbarian from Diablo 2. <laughs> All right. Let's go ahead and cut the audio. All right. Have a good evening, everybody. Get out my character sheet. Good night. Good night. <laughs> good night. <laughs>